I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for the Roundup Gang, I can tell you I don't have them. But what I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills I have learned at Pizza Planet. If you let Woody go now, that'll be the end of it. I won't look for you. I won't pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. And I will find you. And I will stun you with my laser. This week we ask, is Toy Story 2 a good movie? Welcome back to our podcast where every week we are on a quest to curate the best movie collection in a time where your favorite movies are constantly fluctuating through multiple streaming services. It is important to decide which movie has earned a spot in the collection. So join us every week as we ask a question, but is it a good movie? And I'm your host, Ish, and with me is my co-host, Nick. That's me. And we have two very special guests. First off, we have Mia. Hi, I'm Mia. And we have the ever-lovely Nadia. Howdy, it's Nadia. Yeah, Nadia is, um, she created our intro. So that's very special to have her on, finally. Heck yeah. So this week we're talking about Toy Story 2. A masterpiece. Uh, Truly. Debatable. Uh, it's a 1999 movie, uh, also created by the uh, ever-controversial Lassiter. Oh, good old Lassiter. So, last week, you guys, Nick and I talked about if we had any toys as children that we related to as much as Andy has, like, Woody and Buzz. So, I want to ask you guys, do you guys have any toys that you remember that you liked a lot as a kid? Truly, I kind of moved through toys quite a bit but i did actually have a jesse doll that i loved very very much it was a barbie jesse has a barbie yeah Mm, that's like when two worlds collide right there i have to see yeah i'll find pictures of it what about you mia that jesse doll sick i didn't know they made a barbie jesse doll i well i saw the one scene in toy story 2 where jesse's kind of like being held by your owner what's her name emily mm-hmm. yeah. and they're in a circle and i actually had a stuffed rabbit with like really long arms and legs and i would do the same thing where i would just hold her and like go in little circles <laughs> that's adorable no action figures just plushies okay i had action figures i did Not have much. barbie dolls are barbie dolls considered action oh yeah yeah 100%. yeah yeah because they like have moving parts have that's the action grip. parts them also they like have their hands out like they're doing karate chops all the time so i always feel like they they could substitute for some kind of action i feel like the only barbie dolls i ever played with ended up not having necks (laughs) 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 and you know why have you ever like taken the head off a barbie doll no yes yeah so once you break the seal (laughs) and you try to put the head back on it just sinks in it doesn't stand yeah, at the top. that's it. It, like, pops. Yeah, there's, like, a... It's almost, like, like a, little... a notch that, like, once you kind of pull it off and try to, like, put it back in, that hole is, like, already stretched out. <laughs> once you stretch that girl out, she ain't going back. Going back. <laughs> I just want to talk about some wholesome Toy Story 2. Okay. There's some wholesome Barbie holes. <laughs> some holes. No, I don't want to talk about any holes. Especially with Barbie. No. uh, I don't know. I feel like... So, 
I feel like it's well known that I am not a big fan of Toy Story 2. Unfortunately. So I did give this movie two watches. I had to give it a fair shot. Because the first time I was watching it, I wasn't feeling it. Watching it a second time, I I enjoyed it a lot more. But I have a lot of gripes with the movie. And I want to know them. Okay. I want to know them. But can we talk about... What you liked from the movie first. We start with the good and then go to the bad. You want to start with the good? Because I feel like we could go a little bit longer on the good. Okay. At least for us. Okay, so what I did enjoy about the movie is I do like the um, Operation Save Woody. I like when um, Slinky and Mr. Potato Head, Rex and Buzz and Ham, of course, they're on like their way to rescue Woody. I thought every time the movie cut back to that, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I definitely like that. It's It feels kind of like a subplot, but also like main plot at the same time. Yeah. Kind of like when like you cut between like two different like uh-huh. uh, stories in like a TV show. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that might... Oh, and I like the opening. You like the opening? Yeah, let's talk about the opening first because it's such... I don't know if it's even like considered a cold opening. Oh, it's such a good opening. It is. It's like yeah. so memorable. Yeah. I, I just always will remember it. You know what I don't like about it? Is okay, so I like the opening. I like the opening. I I don't like how it's supposed to be a video game, right? Yeah. But why are they still toys in this video game instead of just being like the actual versions of them? Because if you look at Zerg and Buzz, they still have like their joints and they have like their branding on their butt. I think that's how the actual video game for Toy Story is. Like, they still look like toys and stuff. But wouldn't it be based off of, like, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command? Well, I mean, the real point is just to sell toys, is it not? So might as well make them look exactly like the product you want to buy. Can't agree with that. Did <laughs> Did Buzz Lightyear Star Command come out before Toy Story 2 or after? Because if it came out before, then I could see your point. But if it came out after, then they only had one source material to go off of, which is Toy Story 1. You know, that's a good point. I am not entirely sure. But I also feel like because a lot of people don't watch the alternate media for certain like movies and TV shows, that just kind of keeping it consistent from one movie to another to make it look alike. Came out the year after. Yeah, after. So yeah, see, they only had one source material to go after. So, that's probably why he looks like a toy. Yeah, okay. Boom, roasted. What I do enjoy about it is, I like when Buzz lands on the planet, uh, and he's, like, looking around, and he beeps in, and he's like, there's no signs of intelligent life, and he, it's, and like, spaces out, and he's just surrounded by robots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I like a lot of the callbacks to Toy Story uh, 1 with Buzz a lot. In the first, in that opening scene? Yeah. Because, like, uh, when he's doing that, it's, like, the same view that, mm-hmm. like, Toy Story 1 is when he first gets on Andy's bed. Where, yeah. like, you see, like, his reflection in the visor and stuff like that. You know what that had? Like, the whole opening had so many references to Star Wars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane how many references there are. Just, like, when he you first see his visor and all reflections, and he has a Darth Vader breathing. Yeah. I didn't pick up on any of those. No? Well, I'm not a Star Wars fan so also when he like goes against that rock and then the robot eye pops up that's like in Jabba the Hutt's palace mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. full of Star Wars references 
Totally, guys. He totally knows. Yeah, I totally know. Yeah, John oh, yeah. Me but, too. <laughs> but right from, like, that opening, I would say is one of my top tier moments in Toy Story 2. I agree. That's probably, like, I don't know. I could probably just watch that and be, like, I'm pretty satisfied. Mm-hmm. I feel like so, in general, like, you basically remen- remember the like beginning and the end of like something it's just kind of how the brain works so that's those are the things that you kind of focus on so if this movie had like such a good hook Mm -hmm. then you tend to remember more of it and i think that's what this movie did for me anyway because like it had such a good hook where i was so invested into it that everything else in between just became so much more memorable Hmm. i can see that it's funny because like re-watching this i actually forgot that's the opening I thought that was like a extra credit scene or something. I also forgot that was the opening. Um, and it was super jarring to me when like Buzz just got like destroyed. <laughs> I'm oh, like, yeah. is that it? Is it over? Because he's just like a charred little thing. Yeah, he just falls to his knees. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of jarring for a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh shit, Buzz Lightyear's dead. Yeah. yeah. I do like how Rex is like, how can I shoot and jump at the same time? <laughs> With his arm. <laughs> His tiny little arms. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like the beginning. Um, the set pieces in Toy Story 2, I think, are like mint. They're perfect. Because in Toy Story 1, we have Andy's house. Uh-huh. And then we have Pizza Planet. Mm-hmm. And then we have Sid's house. Are like the main set pieces. Yeah. And then I guess the road. Yeah. But I like I, I like how we go from uh like Almost like Andy's house, then the yard sale is its own, like, area. Mm-hmm. To then, like, Al's entire, like, apartment and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we go to the airport. So, I think Toy Story 2 had better set set areas. Okay, can I give you a hot take? You're so, going to give me, like, a go. million okay. goddamn hot takes. So, so. I gave you one thing I like about the movie. Here's one thing I don't like about Toy Story 2. Probably the thing I hate the most. Anything that happens at Al's apartment. Really? I lose so much interest every time it cuts back to that apartment. I don't care about that plot at all. You don't like when when he's getting painted? I was going to say, he's... minus that one sequence. Oh my gosh, I was just going to say. Okay, that is, that is like when you're a kid, like you understand what like, like those like satisfying videos. That's like your first one as yeah. a kid. It's Toy Story 2. Yeah. It is. And it's also fun watching Jerry come back and like paint. Yeah. Oh, Woody. Of course. And you want to know why they have that? It's not just a fun cameo. It's because they ran out of time and they were like, we already have a, car- a character model from that animated short. So they put him into Toy Story 2. Actually incredible. That's awesome. Which is also why he looks kind of out of place. He looks very different from Al. Yeah, like he... from like the animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does look a lot of place. I don't know. I guess I've seen the movie so many times now where it's just like, yep. That's him. That's the guy. <laughs> but yeah, every time they go back to his apartment... I'm just like, just get the movie going already. I it's so boring at his apartment. Oh my gosh. I I like it. You like it? The yeah. Cheeto dust fingers? Really? No. The texture? Such details. No. Such details. I could I could Okay, okay. It. I'll tell you three parts of Al's apartment that are really good. One is when we get the introduction to the rest of the Roundup gang, when Woody's going over all of his memorabilia slash watching the show. Uh-huh. So good. And, of course, when Bullseye is licking the Cheeto dust off of Al's fingers is so funny. 
Okay. And he, and he kind of like sheepishly looks at Woody like I'm sorry. Like yeah. it's like a dog. I don't know. Those three parts make it. I could get where like it kind of like drags a little yeah. bit when like Jesse's all like just go back to your precious Andy already. Yeah. And but then you get her backstory and then like you cry every time you watch it cuz you're like no. I also don't care about Jesse's backstory. That's so sad. Jesse's song is like one of those songs that I'm like, get on with it. Yeah, oh, that's another no. hot take. And what the fuck is her name? The singer, Sarah McLaughlin. Is that her? Yeah. No, that's it all is. I think about. It's it's all I think about is like that stupid dog commercial or the one. It's I don't think it's dogs though. I don't think it's dogs. Animals. Yeah, it's like it's animals. animals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not orphan children. I know it was orphan children. <laughs> they're orphan children that are covered in fur. Yeah, and I don't. It's such fur a boring babies. song. It doesn't make me feel anything for oh, Jesse. Wow. You're like actually heartless. Truly. No, and. That's the thing is like I care for like Buzz in the first movie, but Jesse in this movie I don't care. She doesn't give enough for me to care about her. Interesting. Also, she doesn't even try to save herself. What do you mean? At the end, when Bullseye Bullseye gets himself out of the cave, and then Jesse's just like in there the whole time. Well, yeah, because like, like the very when end. it yeah because when it like closes it relocks. No, cause... but the case is open already when they're at the airport. And oh, she's yeah. just like, but then like people are around. She has to like play like the like toy part. Yeah. No, Jesse's supposed to be this like strong, independent character, but she's so weak and defenseless the whole time. <laughs> Jesus. My heart. I think Jesse did a stand-up job. I I don't like Jesse. Also, I don't. I I just think Jesse's annoying. <laughs> and think... okay, I get it. She has like mental health issues. <laughs> Like, yes. let's let's talk I, about that she it's, does have trauma she, she does trauma. have trauma yeah. and i get that right because imagine you're in like solitary confinement for years and like all, all you see is like blackness and you can't hear anything and you're just trapped in storage and then jesse comes out and she's just like Woo, look at this cowboy yeah okay yeah, it's like how you were in solitary confinement for the last week because you had COVID. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't come out rooting and tooting it. Well, yeah, because you had a TV and shit. That bandana says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. Jesse just does not do it for me. Okay, that that's fair. I'll get. I'll let you have your opinions. I want to know why you like Jesse. I like Jesse because she's like, she's like that like uh, like. <laughs> It's gonna sound weird. She's like that tomboy girl that like always like pairs up with like the shy kid. That's like a hundred percent like her vibe, and you see it all the time. Cause like Woody's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and then Jesse comes out of nowhere, and is just like rooting and tooting and hollering and so excited and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And also, she is the epitome of like a grown up her uh horse girl. Yeah. Which, like, when you meet a horse girl, man. You know. You know. <laughs> See, while we were watching the movie, and Jesse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and Jesse gets abandoned, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. She's like, what I say? She's the booster to Woody's Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah. That was indeed the text. <laughs> he wants a sidekick. 
Like, of course, get rid of that bitch. No. <laughs> so I like that Jesse and Woody don't end up together. I like that. Yeah, I like, like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that like, would be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. I like that Jesse and Buzz have a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very cute. Because I was going to say, if Woody is, like, hanging out with, like, Jesse and gets some kisses, you know, Bo Peep's going to be... Yeah. What the fuck's all that about, you know? I also don't get, like, their attraction towards each other. Hey, man, it's all preference, right? I guess. In life, you know? You're attracted to who, you, who you're attracted to. Love works in mysterious ways. I don't know. So that That's my take on Jesse. I, I don't enjoy Jesse. I like Bullseye. Bullseye's, like, a dog. That yeah, I think that's love. why I like him. Yeah. I think it's funny because he's, like, he's a horse, mm-hmm. but, like, I've never seen a horse act anything like that before. Or, like, I guess I'm not around horses. So, there are horses that act like dogs. Sick. So, we talked about Jesse and Bullseye. I want to ask you, who do you think is, like, the real villain of Toy Story 2? The real villain? Well, there's quite a few of them. But if you had to pick one, and you, like... All right, ready? Deep down, it's the producers of Woody's Roundup for making Prospector an idiot so that no one would buy... So no kid would buy the Prospector toy making prospector a sour motherfucker why would you even name a toy prospector stinky pete but it's like prospector stinky pete very small yeah so um because like you said he got to sit on a shelf as he watched every other toy get bought but him because he was a stinky pete doll probably why it's so easy for him to stay in the box so I say the real villain is the person who made Stinky Pete, Stinky Pete, thus hmm. skewing, you know, Stinky, Stinky Pete, Kinky Pete, Kinky Pete, fuck it. He sure did be kinky at the end, though. I, I I don't think Stinky Pete's that big of a villain. Exactly, he's made into a villain. He's just I don't big. think he's a villain at all. He was born to be just a toy. So what makes Stinky Pete a villain? Hmm. What does he do that that's he puts, villainous? Well, well, he puts himself first. No. Yes, he puts he Jesse first. No. Yeah. He uses Jesse as a ploy. No, he cares for Jesse. There's so many parts in this movie where it shows that no, he's the only it, one that cares about Jesse's mental wealth, mental no, health. No, no, it's no, no. He uses that as a way to uh, twist Woody to stay. It seems so that like they, they had that relationship before Woody even shows up. I don't know. I feel like he's using Jesse's sadness and her grief of like, you know, being like, fuck, I'm going back into storage and stuff like that against Woody. And using someone's mental illness <laughs> against someone else is fucking villainous. And he's using it against Jesse, too, I would argue, because think about it. They're all going to end up in a museum. Like, that's yeah. what he wants. You know, that's his dream. And he's almost twisted Jesse into believing that that's, like, a good thing. You know what I mean? To just be put behind glass but for everyone to look Stinky at. Pete brings up a very existential question. Would you rather be, like, in a museum forever, praised by kids, or end up rotting in a landfill? Which is what's going to happen. I, I do have to say, the Toy Story series will actually every movie like towards like the middle and end they will bring up what's going to happen to the toys in the next movie because in toy story one they bring up al's toy barn and collector items and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then that's exactly what happens in toy story two and then two he talks about what happens in three 
In oh, three, yeah. they even talk about what happens in four. Yeah. So I Pete tries to save Woody. He tries to in, save all in, of them. In his own way. But in the right way. It's, no, 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 in his own way. Because this is all like a subjective, like, how are you going to live your life? Because Toy Story, the entire series, I'm, I'm always going to argue, is what it's like to go through change. Yeah. Throughout your entire existence. Yeah. Granted, toys will last longer than humans if they're left in a museum. But if that's what they want, then that's what they want. But Woody's whole philosophy that gets kind of skewed in one and two is like your child's plaything and you've like your whole purpose is to like i don't know like be there for your owner your kid yeah you know and jesse feels the same way but because she had that such a rough time at the end dealing with you know emily growing up well, she's like all jaded if if what and then you... stinky pete never had that so he never got to experience it it's like growing up as like a child prodigy and you'll get to have a childhood and then you meet someone who did and you're like why are you so weird why aren't you like adult adult you okay know? if woody went to the museum he would have just came to the same conclusion he did in toy story 4 because he's no longer interested in being a child's plaything in toy story 4 yeah but that's because like i said it's the changes throughout like the growth of the i know and but stuff. he could have got through mm-hmm. faster but then I we, feel like Woody is past that, right? He's only there for Andy out of pure spite and jealousy. Because Woody is walking around like he has the biggest dick. He's like, all right, I know exactly what Andy wants. Make sure all the toys have the batteries. Make sure this is done. Make sure you show up to Mr. What's-His-Face's seminar. He's, like, acting like he's a head honcho the whole like, time. He's like the mayor. Yeah, how did none of the other toys have murdered him by now like i said in the first podcast for this woody is kind of like a dick all the other toys suffer because of him oh yeah for sure in in the case of toy story 2 it's out of his control getting kidnapped yeah you know like here he went to go save a friend honorable and then he gets kidnapped yeah nobody goes into a situation going "Mm, i might get kidnapped (laughs) But still, just like in Toy Story 1, the true hero is always Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear's the hero. The Buzz Lightyear. This movie makes it seem like Woody's the hero. Nah, Buzz Lightyear's the hero. Woody's the one that, like, sacrifices himself, basically, to save Jesse. Yeah, like, I guess they, they both have hero properties, but I'd argue Buzz is more of a hero, because he sets out on this, like, grand adventure to go save Woody, which puts in vents of where Woody can then be the hero to Jesse. Yeah, you're right. So I'd say Buzz is like S tier hero. Woody's like B plus. Also piggybacking off of that, it's like especially at that pivotal moment when they do meet and mm-hmm. Woody's like, No, this is my destiny now and Buzz being like, You know what? Fine. Like I'm not gonna try not not try anymore, but he's like, You know what, fine, like we have our differences, and he went away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's something like a true friend would do. You know what I mean? If, you if they love see... something, you let it go. <laughs> but Buzz doesn't even leave that quietly. He's like, "You are a child's plaything." Well, yeah, he's toy. Yeah, because he's repeating what what he said. That back. I know. What a bitch move. <laughs> Damn. I have a lot of gripes with Toy Story too. I think you have he... a lot of gripes in life. <laughs> I do. I think. 
<laughs> because like that's like when like someone gives you like a taste of your own medicine. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a bitch. <laughs> I, I need to just try to remind him of his like own values. Mm-hmm. Just you know, remind him instead of like being swept up in these promises that prospectors making. Because I feel like at that moment, Woody is developing as a character and trying to be selfless. Because he's doing this museum thing not for him, but to make everyone else happy. And instead of progressing as a character and developing that way, he gets dragged back down. And where we see Toy Story 3 Woody, same as Toy Story 1 Woody, being a dick as always. But this is about Toy Story 2. Exactly. (laughs) So he doesn't develop as a character. He develops in a weird way. I will say, yes, Woody does stagnate. That's why I can never... Like, put Woody as, like, mm-hmm. the hero of the stories. He's, like, main character, obviously. Yeah. But, like, Buzz always having, like, that hero complex, it seems like. He's always going to be, like, the one that does everything right. But Woody's, like, a realistic character. You know? I guess. Because, like, how many times have you seen a character in, like, film or, like, TV where, like, they grow a little bit and then something happens where they kind of, like, retreat back a tiny bit or something mm-hmm. happens? Like, you're always not going to have such, like, a, like, you know, like, an upward kind of, like, climb up into, like, where you have to be as a character. Mm. And then you're going to fall, obviously, which kind of happens in three. We'll get to that next week. Okay. But I think, I think Woody's fine where he's at. Because what they do for Toy Story 2 is you're always trying to up yourself Mm -hmm. from, like, your last movie. And this time they added more characters. So instead of trying to focus just on Woody, Buzz, and the gang, add new characters that yeah. are kind of like dynamically different than them. Because you have Jesse, who's jaded about having an owner, and is just like, run off to your precious Andy. Mm-hmm. And you have Bullseye, who's kind of there for the ride. Yeah. You know what I think this movie could have benefited from? If more time passed in between Toy Story 1 and 2. Like, in the actual, like, world of Toy Story? Yeah. Because okay. it seems I, like it's almost immediately after Toy Story 1. I would say, like, probably, like, maybe just a couple months. Because Toy yeah. Story 1 ends in Christmas. Right. It's after, like, the move. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, a couple of months. I don't feel like enough time has passed Would where Woody would even have that thought in his head that I'm going to be abandoned. If, like, something happened where it's, like, maybe Annie's, like, a preteen now. And, like... He, he doesn't play with toys as much anymore. And then in that situation of Woody meeting Jesse and Pete and everyone else, I could see that impacting him a little bit more. Yeah, that'd but, be cool, actually. But since that doesn't happen, and it happens only a couple months later, it almost feels like Woody's change of heart doesn't make sense. Well, I think it makes sense because he gets damaged, and everyone knows once toys get damaged, they lose value. Yeah, but it's not like... Yeah, That's, like, like the not, first instance of that. Yeah, no, because, like, Woody is, like, he's, like, Andy's favorite or second yeah. favorite, whatever. And, yeah, she's right. When he gets damaged, he gets shelved. And he meets a toy that gets shelved and forgotten. And then he meets, uh, how about a car, Wendy. <laughs> and then he meets Jesse, who is mm-hmm. just, like, let me guess, Andy's this, Andy's that. And he goes, well, I used to have an Andy. Her name was Emily. And then basically goes through, and then we get her backstory, which then Woody's, like, Fuck! Yeah, Yeah, I think the reason Jesse's backstory works is because time passes. Yeah, but now it's like, it's kind of like, 
it like an early wake-up call for Woody. It's like when you're graduating high school and someone goes, you're going to have to work 40 hours a week. Yeah. And you go, oh, my God. Yeah, I think Jessie's like, Jessie's like story where she got abandoned and everything was almost like potential foreshadowing for Woody. what could happen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. But I'd say enough about that really quick. Nadia, last night, or the two nights ago, you had a pretty good uh, thing about this movie where you said it's not made for kids. Oh, yeah. This movie does so much better when you think of it as an adult movie. I loved I loved this movie as a kid and everything, but going back and watching it now, it almost had more meanings to it because of Jesse's whole thing. Like, yeah. Je- I mean, it wasn't the toy Jesse in particular, but like, I also had like these toys and everything that I thought I loved so dearly as like a kid and everything. But like growing up, that that sequence and like just impacted me so much because I was just like, oh man, like that's exactly what happened. We all grew up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here we are, kind of talking about these things. Like life changed, life goes on, you know what I mean? No matter yeah. what. Did you guys keep any of your toys into your adulthood? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a couple in the attic. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I also have one on the end. I was like, I always got my thing strapped on me. He's in here somewhere. I have a Dalm- a 101 Dalmatians toy. Oh, yeah. That I kept since I was like five. Hmm. And then when I was like moving out, I was like, I gotta bring this with me. Like, I, I found it in the attic. I'm like, shit. There it is. So, like, I don't think I could ever, like, something that I like held dearly, I don't think I could ever just like put in a donation mm-hmm. bin. Mm-hmm. But that might just be like us. Yeah, you know, going off of what you said, Nadia, about this movie being more for adults, maybe that's the reason I didn't like it as a kid. Yeah. Because yeah. it just wasn't a fun experience. That's fair. Like, Toy Story 1 felt kind of serious at times, but there was enough fun things going on, versus Toy Story 2 has a lot of slow moments, slow. where it's like a lot of dialogue, and there's like not much going on, which is basically everything at Al's apartment. Yeah, Al's, Al's apartment is definitely like the building of like the story for like yeah. these characters. I, I I don't like Al's like that. Whole, if I feel like you have the fun part, which is like Buzz's whole troop going to rescue Woody, and every time he cuts back and like slows down the pace of the story, it loses me so much. Where I'm like. Rewatching it today, I want to fast forward every part where it's at Al's because I like I want to get back to like the toy store. I I will say the Buzz's group is like expedition is better. Mm-hmm. It's more fun to watch. I will one hundred percent say that. If that if Toy Story two was mostly that, I would love it. Okay. Yeah. So so like let's talk about the little Buzz Lightyear expedition then. So his okay. crew, Ham the piggy bank, Mister mm-hmm. Potato Head. Rex yeah. and Slink. Could you not ask for a better cast of characters to go on this little mission? You have sarcastic Mr. Potato Head, mm-hmm. sarcastic Ham that just feed off of each other and everyone else. You have like, I don't know, like is Rex stupid or just like dim-witted? I think he's anxious. He's anxious? I think that's what it is. Okay. Mental health really captures the characters in these yeah. movies. Yeah. Okay, so, so, he, so he's anxious. Mm-hmm. And then we have Slink, who's loyal as fuck. Oh, yeah. Slink's the best. Like, yeah. Like, he was probably the first one in line to be like, I'm going on that, like, I'm, I'm going on that trip to save Woody. Yeah. He, you know, he's my G, you know? What this movie made me like a lot more is Ham. Ham got better in this movie. 
Ham got better in this movie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Ham was very... Yeah, he's, like, very witty in this movie. A lot more. He had a lot more, like, quips. I Wait. Like, huh. Before we talk about them anymore, can we just talk about Mrs. Potato Head really quick? <laughs> oh, George Costanza's mom? Yes! <laughs> Her... I said the same thing, and we weren't even in the same room. That's oh, crazy. Really? Yeah, when she popped up. Yeah. I, I just imagine her going, like, George! <laughs> I just love it because, like, when she's packing mm-hmm. him and stuff like that, like, in your angry eyes. It's like, oh my God. I love her voice. I love her character. And oh, then yeah. when Al came out, I'm like, is that Newman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he first shows up at the yard, so I'm like, Newman. Yeah. I think that was exactly what Mia said when we were watching really? it. I'm like, Newman. Just everyone's a Seinfeld character. Newman. Or Nedry, I guess, depending on what you subscribe to. <laughs> Toy Story takes place during like the entire season of Seinfeld. Yeah, I wasn't expecting two Seinfeld um, actors to show up. Who were they? George Costanza's mom and Newman. Okay. No, actually, I don't think Newman was Al. I looked. Yeah, Newman is Al. Really? Yeah, it's Wayne Knight. Oh, his name's not actually Newman. No. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that. Cu- I'll I'll take it. I'll care of. So you were like, hold up, guys. It's not Newman, sorry to burst your bubbles. It's some guy named Wayne Knight. Who the fuck yeah, is yeah. <laughs> yeah, who are the fuck that guy is? Um, I'm, I haven't really got into Seinfeld, so I didn't pick up on that. But um, Can we go back to the beginning a little bit? No. I want to talk about the way this movie kicks off. We did that already. No. But how, <laughs> this movie doesn't do a good job at kicking off the story. Really? Wait, with Woody needing to find his hat? Well, that's all, like, just beginning shit, right? Mm-mm. But, like, when the story, when this like, actual plot begins is when he gets kidnapped, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that whole sequence of him going to rescue Wheezy, like, getting mixed up in the yard cell and then getting kidnapped is so abrupt and doesn't come out of anywhere. I feel like it doesn't merit, like, the reaction that it wants from us. Versus Toy Story 1 had this build-up, right? Of, like, there's this build-up of Buzz getting in, like, the popular seat. Woody becoming jealous. Building up over time to the point where Woody wants to discard Buzz. And then that starts off the whole, like, I have to rescue Buzz and bring him back. But Toy Story 2 is like, yeah, fuck all of that. Let's just kick off right to, like, the actual main story of this movie. And it kind of comes out of out of nowhere for me, and I don't enjoy it as much. Which also makes me not as interested in the story. Okay. I can see that a little bit. For me, I think it, it's kind of funny. So we kept painting Andy's mom as kind of like a fucking gaslighting bitch. Yeah. So like here she sends her son on cowboy camp. Yeah. And then immediately goes into his room and starts selling his like his toys. Uh-huh. Um, which I think is like really funny, but also really sad at the same time. Classic mom move. Because oh. like the yard sale is very abrupt. Like, cause like we learned about their move in the beginning of Toy Story one, mm-hmm. and then the, and then because how we said like as kids we didn't pick up on that, and yeah. then all of a sudden boom they're moving like oh, that's weird. Let's say this is like six months later. Yeah, Christmas summer. Yeah, so then like for this like yard sale to pop up out of nowhere, I guess I'm so used to shit just randomly happening mm-hmm. in these animated movies, but them kind of just like whatever, and then like him getting like kidnapped. I guess it kind of just happens really quickly. Yeah. But, like, don't most crimes that this happen really quickly? But wouldn't it be better if there was a buildup? 
Like, yeah. he sees his toy, gets but I taken think they, away. I, I, I think they still wanted to keep it in, like, the realm of, like, this is a kid's movie. So, like, try to get to the fun as fast as possible. Right, they but, have to hold attention. But there's not a good balance. Like we said earlier, this feels more like an adult movie it, than a kid's movie. Exactly. But I'd say the beginning, yeah, it's not as strong as the middle and the end. I, I think this, to me, feels like a straight-to-VHS storyline really yeah because it doesn't like it doesn't take its time it's like fuck it we let's get out of here because like we're already losing people yeah i think it is kind of like it it does feel like a sprint yeah this one is more of a sprint than like but just the beginning because the rest of it drags and i think if they like fix the pacing just a little bit that would get an automatic like plus two points to this movie for me i don't know i guess for me it's just like it moves at a nice rate for me because it's like you never get tired of one area for like so long because it cuts to another area pretty quickly. Cause like we cut back and forth mm-hmm. between Al's apartment and like the Buzz Lightyear trip yeah. and then they're at the toy store and they're on the road and stuff like that. So like, I feel like it moves at a nice pace for me throughout it all. Like it makes sense. I wish it just started better because I feel like they don't have much time to build up for Woody's disappearance. Well, like mm-hmm. Woody's kidnapping Cause he's like, cause they're like, Andy comes back in two days. We need to rescue our friend. We're toys. We can only move at one mile an hour. Yeah. I also feel like this whole thing, going back to Woody's whole dilemma, I think him being shelved and then him being the one to go rescue Wheezy was like super important because it was almost like a way for him to prove himself too that he's yeah. still selfless. Worth act. It. Yeah. That he's still, like, worth being played with and everything. He's, just, he's still a sheriff of Woody's room, baby. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I think Woody got humbled. Like, he, he's like, whoa, I, I was the MVP, and now all of a sudden I'm on the shelf. And he, like, had a lot of compassion for um, Wheezy because he's like, that, that could be me mm-hmm. in the yard sale. Like, I, please save me, you know? I don't know. I feel like they already did that in Toy Story 1 where they try to humble him. I mean, if you think about it, are you talking about because he saves Buzz? Woody humbles himself in Toy Story 1. He yeah. he realizes he fucked up because his friends are like, you're an asshole. Yeah. In this movie, it's like, just like how they said, it's like, like outside events yeah. change Woody's, like, idea. I don't... Yeah. The thing is, do you think Woody would have went after Wheezy if he didn't get shelved? Or do you think it would have let him die? What a hot take. I think he would have let him die. Exactly. Also, that... why didn't why didn't Wheezy just jump? And die? Okay. No. <laughs> we've established toys could get blown up and not die. Yeah. Like, he's made out of, like, squeaky rubber. Yeah. He... Nothing would have happened if he oh, would yeah. just jumped off Oh, yeah. The Wheezy's show. a bitch. Wheezy doesn't know that, though. <laughs> that he's made out of squeaky Wheezy's rubber. That'll like... be okay. Wheezy's like, squeaker. <laughs> I can't move on. I tried shouting. But no one could hear me. I like to imagine that that little storybook that was propped up against them was too much for him. <laughs> he think, couldn't move. I think he did it himself. Yeah. No, but I... <laughs> maybe he, maybe a squeaker just like died like a long time ago, and he's like, you know what? I'm sick of all this horror, all, all this fucking horse shit. I think Weezy gave up too fast. I don't know. I think I guess I don't know. Put yourself in Weezy's shoes. Weezy's... Like, how would you like to be? A squeaky toy without a squeaker. Like, how fucked is that? As it a, had to be really cute to be able to keep it. As a child, that would be my favorite part. 
It's like, oh, finally, that annoying squeak's gone. Now I can play with this toy. You were a very different child. <laughs> yes, you, you wait, were. Wait, you guys play with squeaky toys? <laughs> no, uh... that's why I removed the squeaky. <laughs> did, you, did your parents give you dog toys for, for toys? <laughs> they said those were premium toys. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> also, oh, uh, well, can okay. I interject? Yeah. Now I might just be remembering it wrong, but did Woody Woody stayed on the shelf until Andy came back, right? No, no, no. that's his dream. Oh, that's his dream. You're right. Yeah. You're right. He goes, I don't, don't want to play with you anymore. anymore. Which is such a fucking iconic scene, and it's so scary. Yes. That is scarier than the VHS. Uh, commercial that we talked about in the first episode well Be- because it is like he andy's soulless eyes like i don't want to play with you anymore and then he drops woods into a, a, a was was i combine <laughs> them he drops woody into I the fucking abyss him. and then he gets like taken into a garbage can with all these other like mangled up forgotten toys like that's terrifying yeah. and then and then he wakes up choking himself mm-hmm. like how many times have you like I don't know. Never have yeah. I woken up that fucking crazy. I don't know. To make that even more nightmarish, like, could you imagine if it was fucking, <laughs> if it was Toy Story 1, Andy? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> where, they, where every single white child looked the same? Yeah. I, I feel like that scene was off-putting because they were all playing with the same card. It was all like the Ace of Spades. <laughs> and I was like, what game are you playing? Yeah. That's a They're weird cheating. deck of cards. Yeah, they're yeah. all cheating. <laughs> Like, and I got an ace up my sleeve. <laughs> but when Newman steals Woody, Newman, I, or when um, Al. Al steals Woody, I think that's the only bad thing he does in the whole movie is stealing. I feel like if he if he didn't steal, he would just be a good character. He would just be a character with his own intentions because yeah. he cares for toys. I feel like he's made to be like the other villain in this movie, but. He's on the opposite ti- on the opposite side of like when you hear of toys. You hear about people playing with toys and you hear about people collecting toys. He's on that side. But he cares for toys. No, no what makes not, you say that? Not care. He, he cares so much. He he's trying to, to sell like, them. He just he's in it for the money. No, but he wants to like preserve them and he has like he's obviously a fan of Woody's Roundup. Because they're gonna make him money. I think this started off as before it was that. Who just randomly starts collecting stuff and then now it's like oh i have something now okay okay maybe i'll give you he was an avid fan so he built up that collection but in the end he's selling the main part or all of it to to make money to museum to make money yeah he's gonna make big buck buck bucks Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what's wrong with that well then so then like he's not so then he's not about the whole like these are mine. I'm gonna preserve them forever. He's he's in it for a like a gain. Yeah, but he still loves toys. He has a fucking toy store. Mm, I don't know about loves toys. If you didn't mm. like toys, you would not have a toy store. Well, why do you think he was raising money? He was trying to get himself out of that situation. Why do you think he's yeah. so sad and crying in the chicken soup because, because he lost out on the big buck these, buck bucks? These toys <laughs> bankrupt him. And that commercial, he's giving everything away for a dollar. He lost all his money. Yeah, that does kind of suck. Yeah, Al did I'm not, nothing wrong. I'm not sympathetic towards chickens, though. So. I'm sympathetic towards Al, because he does nothing wrong in the movie. He does the right thing. He preserves Woody. He fixes him. He tries to preserve the whole 
Woody's roundup in a museum. And he steals. That's the only thing he does wrong. Yeah, well, crime doesn't pay. You wouldn't download a toy, would you, Ish? I would. <laughs> You're a villain. You're Al. Yeah, I am. Well, I, I feel like, what? I might bring up one thing, is that um, collecting and being a child's plaything are pretty, like, contrasting ideas going against each other. Because he is storing them in a box. And he doesn't know that these toys have life, but they clearly don't like that very much. That, so I that's guess my take. So yeah, I guess after you learn, like Jesse's like, I don't want to go back in storage and shit like that. You know, Nick, you do what, feel how long they have been in there. Let me know? ask you a question. You like Pokemon? I love Pokemon. You like Pokemon cards? Yeah, I like them. Does making does you collecting Pokemon cards make you hate Pokemon cards? No. Huh? Then why is Al collecting and preserving toys make him hate toys? Why does he only have four toys? He has more than those. It's his memorabilia. He has a whole toy store full of toys. Mm, but they're not his. They're not his to like play with and collect. He's selling them for a profit. Just like he's doing with the Roundup Gang, goddammit. I feel like you can say that about any person with a hobby, though. Because they're like, oh, I like video games, but I collect them to sell them. Well, yeah, that's different than just collecting them. You're also, like, selling them. That's what you're, I like, was doing. Yeah, well, like, no, not not really. Now, now with his toy store. He's selling toys. Yeah, but he's not collecting toys to sell. It looks it's like not, a... As a store, not just a big collection. <laughs> because, like, when you collect stuff, you're kind of getting, like, almost, like, secondhand or something to hold on to to kind of, like, gain value to flip later. Mm-hmm. That's just a store that sells toys. That's just, like, a Toys R Us. They're, not, they're not flipping anything. They're just getting shipments of toys in. I feel like... Who Al... the fuck collects a thousand Buzz Lightyears and puts them in a store, <laughs> like, as if they're just going to sell them for retail value? That's like... not a collection. I feel That's like... just a fucking store. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Al is still just he's, a collector, though. He's just a businessman, okay? And nine out of ten times businessman are crooked okay no al did nothing wrong no he's crooked no he's crooked the only villain is ourselves no al is a villain because he had a whole bowl of cheetos in his arms and (laughs) fell asleep and they fell all over the ground that is the real crime messy apartment so you're now you're blaming a victim al gets sexually assaulted by bullseye in that same scene textures <laughs> all right okay so we talked about al talked about jesse there's not a lot of stuff going on with bullseye because he's kind of like the dog character yeah if bullseye could talk do you think that would like in like increase the value of his like character or why would you be like nah he's cool being the dog yeah is bullseye a dummy because he can't talk i don't know no, I imagine he'd have like a very husky, like country voice, like very deep, and he would yeah. just have. I think oh. he would talk like Lenny. Lenny? He'd be like, uh huh, yeah, uh huh. I uh-huh. that's also the vibe I got. <laughs> like, but I think it would decrease the value. It's like, yeah, really I I like that he's like, not silent, I guess, but like yeah, silent. He yeah. he just kind of like chills. He's like hanging out. He's like the trusty steed, yeah. like that. Um, but when so when he meets. Bullseye and Jesse. Can we talk about the Roundup Gang show? Whoa, these Roundup. Roundup. <laughs> I, as a kid, really thought that was a show. Did you? Yeah. And my dad gaslit me, and he told me it was. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I love him. And I was like, I and and then like I don't know. I'm I think like it was one of those like times because like I said in the first podcast, I was the kid that would like play movies constantly, the same one over and over and over again, until I jump ship to a new one. And I think my dad realized I was gonna do that with the other Toy Story movie, so he was kind of like, "All right." If I could find Woody's roundup, mm-hmm. maybe he'll stop, you know, like, so he started showing me other cowboy shows and other animated movies, and he kicked me off that playing the same movie over and over and over again. So just because in the back of my mind, I knew one day I might see Woody's roundup Damn. in a weird turn of events. And then when I got older, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so he just gave you other like Westerns? Yeah, like uh, yeah, he showed me like um, on my like a bunch of like Clint Eastwood movies and stuff yeah. like that. He just gave you a whole plate of spaghetti westerns. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, and then like other anime movies that came out, like like Small Soldiers. That's terrifying. I also like watched that, and it was kind of, and it was like I think he just like was like I don't want to hear the same movie in the background or upstairs mm. constantly, so he like, interjected movies into my life to get me to stop doing that all in the hopes i would get to watch woody's roundup one day woody's roundup you know how you, earlier you mentioned that the producers are the main villain that's another moment where they're a villain who cancels a, like a show on right. its final episode because like you probably already know it's filmed yeah like all right i don't i don't know if i could be a tv producer or like to be in charge of like that much money and shit like that mm-hmm. but if you already have shit filmed let it air yeah like, come on they did it with house of cards even after shit with kevin spacey came out like i don't know what happened with kevin spacey oh my god you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> he's gay <laughs> <laughs> cancel him please <laughs> but but yeah so like i don't know you definitely know they filmed the final episode yeah. And then they're going to, like, pull the plug. We got a space ranger on the horizon. You know you piss off at least 15 people. You know? What are you going to see? Oh. You know what I I think Andy got the most fucked on? He didn't get the cool Buzz Lightyear. Oh, they like, want the belt. Oh, the new one has, like, the belt. It has suction cups. It has, like, a grappling hook. Yeah, this and, is definitely, like, Buzz Lightyear V2. Yeah, like, Andy's mom got this buzz from, like, a truck... <laughs> Like, the, he, that buzz fell off a truck, and she bought it in an alley. Yeah. And lost all its accessories. Some liquidation sale. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. My my parents bought me stuff like that. You got the display model. Display model or, like, <laughs> or like my mom told me that she got me a Furby when I was growing up, uh-huh. and it was, like, a back alley deal. Oh, yeah. Like, like, the truck was pulling up to, like, a Walmart or something like that, and the truck driver, like, gave someone, like, 20-some of them, and was just, like, kind of paid off on the side. And then that girl she worked with, and is, like, <laughs> bought them off of her. Your mom got good guy dolled. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have died. <laughs> I mean, Furbies are already terrifying. I can only imagine a back alley Furby. <laughs> Dude, I loved Furby growing up. I don't know why. Something about, like, the weird hybrid chicken-bird thing was awesome. Furby. You know Furby was supposed to be, uh, like, a Gremlins spinoff thing? What? I can see yeah, that's that. what I can see it. That's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, that's also why they're terrifying. Mm, I don't know about terrifying. I don't like how their beaks are flesh-colored. And that they move like lips. 
And their little tongues flick at you. They're like, come here, boy. <laughs> they should put Furby in Toy Story. Thank God they didn't. Oh. They should have. to see a Furby. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Al's Toy Barn real quick? The second best part of the movie? Yeah. I love everything at Al's Toy Barn. I love uh, when Rex sees the game magazine. He's just like, this is how you beat Zerg. I do like how he makes the comment. He's just like, this is unfair. You need to pay for this. Yeah. That's extortion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I love Ham driving. Yeah. Because everything about Ham, I love all his quips. Where he's just like, the little comments he makes. Like when they're at the um, the Pizza Planet truck. And like all that shit crashes on top of him. And then the next scene we come back to him. He's just reading the manual. He's like... Oh, there's no way he's getting that kind of mileage. <laughs> he's in his own world the whole yeah, time. He really is. And when Barbie jumps in the car to like drive and he goes, let the single guy get in the way. Yeah. I'm tour guide Barbie. I'm a married spud. I'm, I'm a married spud. <laughs> um, yeah, Alice Toy Barn is probably the... Oh God, I it, it's wavering between the best or second best. Alice Toy Barn. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the best. I the best. have to say, I love... Can we talk about the Buzz clone scene? Oh, where yeah. Where we get the second Buzz, the cooler Buzz, if you will. I like, in the, in. I like in the first three movies, like, there's, like, a Buzz Lightyear plot line for each one of them, where it's, like, the first one, he's, like, obviously he doesn't know he's a toy. And then in this one, he's, like, apprehended by another Buzz that also doesn't know he's a toy. <laughs> And then he gets put on Spanish mode in the next one, oh, yeah. which I'm assuming doesn't know he's a toy. Plot or plot twist? No, spoiler. No, we, well, then you didn't listen to the first episode, Nadi. We did this already. We already talked about the other episode. We, we weren't there to interject. Nick. You're exactly. right. Exactly. All right. Spoiler alert. But I definitely like this one the most of all, like yeah. the Buzz Lightyear plot lines, because it's like you get like a character development on the new Buzz. I love how animated he is too. Like yes. when he moves, he's just like. <laughs> it just like runs like super funny i like when like buzz is trying to leave well our buzz is trying to leave and he gets like attacked or whatever mm. and you hear the buttons beeping again i like buzz 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 we, oh, we don't get that until zerg does that oh long. yeah but like oh, you hear like zerg. that bam, 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 when he's falling yeah. and stuff and he gets kind of like captured and he goes that should hold you till the court marshals get here yeah. <laughs> it's like holy fuck that's that brings up another point of like has that buzz been sentient the whole time? Yeah. Why isn't he trying to get back to um, wherever he's from? He's just like in that display case. He, he can't leave his post. Yeah, he can't leave his post. He's on guard duty. Everything, all the other buzzes are in hyper sleep. I don't, I, that's, that's the one thing I don't like about any of the Toy Stories. I don't like Buzz. Like, I don't like his like whole, I'm a toy, but I'm not a toy unless someone like activates me. Like he's like a sleeper agent. And, like, they poke him in the forehead, like, you're a toy awake. I want to interject something, because you brought up hypersleep. So I know in the last podcast, you guys mentioned that they don't become sentient until they're played with. But how is Stinky Pete? Yeah, That's, exactly. He's because never he been takes taken himself out of, out of the box. But, no, then, but, but then, how does he get out of yeah, the box? Yeah, exactly. So someone must have... Oh, it was definitely one of those th- times where someone bought Stinky Pete and then unwound him right they and took then, him out of the box and then they realized how how much better he could get money for him later if he put him back in the box but he would remember that 
but he doesn't. I think he was. Lying. I think he. I. I bet mm-hmm. he does remember because it is like a plot twist that he could come out of like the the box. Mm-hmm. Like right. he wanted to think he's better than everyone else because he hasn't mm-hmm. been touched, but. Yeah. But truth be told, he's been touched. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like he could be a liar. Can we use a different word? <laughs> Stinky Pete has been touched. <laughs> oh, <God>. Someone poisoned <laughs> the water. <hole. laughs> which, is, which is, I still say, the best quote we have for Woody. I like when Woody is like, there's a snake in my boot. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh, I get it. There's a snake, snake in, in my, my boot. boot. <laughs> oh, you know, I know last time we said that Buzz had better quotes than Woody, but I feel like he does have some good ones. Like in this one, he says, like, the reach for the sky. I think uh, that's I a like good that. one. He doesn't say that in the first one, though. No, no I don't no. think so. I thought he did. It must have been Mandela effect on me. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't say reach for the sky. And another one I like is, um, run like the wind, bullseye. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Quote. But that's, that's, that's a codependent quote can't say that by himself no you're right the reach for the sky like could be a tattoo i guess they could both be tattoos but the you know the first one's a little better yeah someone has people like yeah, yeah. Say, uh, that could be a couple tattoos that's a weird couple tattoo in my opinion it's just uh, like someone says reach for the sky the other one just has blinking with one eye. that is a very kinky piece Tattoo, if you will. Run like the wind, and then one gets bullseye. bullseye. Um, like a very minor villain gets introduced at the toy barn, which is Zerg, right? Yes. And Zerg, when he first gets his appearance, right, he is such a weird character because he just like immediately bashes out of his case. That's also like, why is he activated all of a sudden? I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna try to explain this anymore. Yeah, because I don't know. I really don't know why he's activated. So wait, maybe because he sees Buzz. Didn't he get? Wasn't that a whole thing? Like they're driving around and his box got knocked over. No, that's at the end when Buzz is leaving. Yeah, remember he knocks the whole toy, sh- like all those board games down and stuff. And I guess one of them must have been Zerg. Mm-hmm. And Zerg just punches his way out. So I if guess maybe that's it. He gets yeah, rattled. Yeah, that's what I assumed always. Yeah, that he got rattled and like you think about it, like when something falls, like sometimes like when a toy will fall like, it makes at a noise. store. Yeah, it'll hit like it's like button, like it's try me button. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like. Does Zerg pull out that little battery tab himself so he gets all like those voice modulations? I don't know. I I feel like he just like sees Buzz and he's like, that is my my but one purpose in life. He lands. <laughs> he lands himself. I know, but then up. when he gets out of the box, you see through his little targeting. But why does pole. he come out of the box? I don't know. For yeah. fun. Margaritas? What I did notice that I did think was funny, and I don't know if it's intentional, is when Zerg's box falls over, he's the only Buzz Lightyear memorabilia in the whole pile. The rest of it's just, like, pool toys or whatever. It's just, like, random shit. Yeah, like board games and shit. Yeah, and it's just, like, Zerg. So yeah. I, I imagine, like, a mom's just fed up with the kid and just puts that toy right there. Yeah, <laughs> Zerg, like, we're just... going home. Yeah. They interrupted his Stinky Peak um, story. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, Kill like, he's, like, just Lightyear. going through the parking lot, not even going straight. He's just, like, zigzagging yeah. the whole time. I think Zerg is a sleeper agent. It's like the whole kill John Lennon. It's like that, <laughs> but for Zerg. Yeah, yeah. Like he gets like awoken because he hears like Buzz Lightyear yeah. voices. My third favorite part is with Zerg, where they're in the elevator mm-hmm. and he's shooting his ping pong balls at him. Yeah, and Buzz makes that flip over him, and they have like that whole moment where he's like, "No, I am your father," 
and Zerg gets like knocked over by Rex. Father. <laughs> Which is such a good Star Trek thing. Star Trek? I'm kidding. I know it's Star Wars. Calm down. Ha ha. We invited you here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what it leads up to. Yeah. And them playing catch with each other. It's I so got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love my dad. I'm going to say and play catch with my dad. He throws and, it at his head. And Hedro goes, that's my boy. boy. I love when he's just like, yippee. <laughs> uh, Which yeah. is also a Star Wars reference, question mark. Yippee? Yeah, when Annie, he's like pot raising, he's just like, yippee. Like that's it. the only ever time I've heard yippee uttered. I, I know last podcast you guys said um, that you noticed some, like, there were some jokes that went over your head as a kid that you understand now. Uh-huh. I feel like for me, it was when um, Mr. Potato Head took out his ears when he wanted to stop listening to, I think, Rex. Yeah. <laughs> talk yeah. about Zerg. <laughs> yeah. Or all of Ham's clips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty or much Or just something them. that you just didn't get as a kid, but now you're like, huh, all right, I get it. That's kind of funny. I do like the Mr. Potato Head pieces and stuff like that, because in the first one, he takes his lips off and kisses his ass. Yeah. Now this one, he takes it off and stuff. I do like when they meet up with, uh, like, when they're going to save Woody, and he goes, meet angry eyes, and he puts his shoes in, yeah. and yeah. just hits the wall. <laughs> <laughs> also, he, does, he doesn't he does wear a mustache in the first movie, right? I, don't, I can't remember. Mendo. I don't think he does. Because he, so. he takes it off and puts it on. Like, in the beginning of the movie, he doesn't have it in one scene, he puts it on. So. Because I, I thought Mrs. Potato Head gave him a mustache. Would he be? And maybe became a man that day. Get some maybe. fish in here. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I do like how he becomes dad. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. Maybe. Yeah, when they steal the uh, pizza planet. Mm-hmm. Delivery. Is it the same car, you think? I think so. I, I like to imagine it's the same yeah. car. So this guy's like, the fuck happened to my fucking car? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I do want to like bring up is, what does Andy's mom think happens? Because she locks Woody up in the cash box. Woody gets stolen. <laughs> End of the movie, Andy's fixing up Woody. And she's like, hey, you fixed him. Hey, so bada like, boom, bada bing. What the fuck does she think happened with she, Woody? She probably uh, took a Xanax and wine and like was probably like, did I misplace this toy? Yeah, she was probably like any, like, yeah, like by parent like, the that fuck just out. killed the goldfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to go replace the new one. She was probably freaking out and hoping it just turned up and hoping she, like, yeah, misplaced it in her because, mind. Because, like, that's what she just, like, tells Andy. Like, oh, don't worry, your toys will turn up eventually. Maybe. Yeah, like she, there's just, like, a sealed Woody doll in, like, the closet that she just <laughs> bought an extra one. And she's like, fuck. <laughs> have no, to return because this uh, Woody's vintage. Yeah, he's, he's hard, hard to find. Yeah. yeah. I know, but, like, she's. Well, she's probably, like, after the yard session, she's like, oh, fuck, where's this toy? Like, what does she think? As a parent, if you gawk into your your kid's child, his room, and you see Woody's back, and there's five other toys there. All right, not gonna lie. When I was growing up, my parents never kept a uh, tab on anything I owned. Uh-huh. So, I remember at, like, it would be, like, months and months, maybe even a year after Christmas, and, like... I'd be playing with something, and parents be like, where'd you get that? Like, I got this for Christmas. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. So, like, for me, my parents were too busy to keep track of what I was playing with. I could just imagine, like, Andy's mom picking him up at camp, and he's like, Andy, sorry, someone stole Woody. 
I mean, he shows up at home devastating. He's like, Woody's right here. Mom drinks way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she didn't think he was stolen. Maybe just misplaced. No, she put him in the lockbox, locked it. She comes back. Lockbox is busted open. Woody's gone. Yeah, she definitely knew he was stolen. And then when he turns up, and then when he turns up, she's probably thinking something. What the fuck? Yeah, she didn't even like call the cops or anything. She's just like, damn, that guy fucked me. I mean, I don't know if I would call the cops for that though. To be fair, if someone stole my Woody doll, you know, think I would call the prices must be paid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I demand retribution. So we talked about Al's toy barn. Let's go to the the last set piece. The, the airport. Which I think is the best part of the movie. Very fun set. Like yeah. Just lots of moving parts always kept my attention as a kid. And that piece moves the fastest. Because mm-hmm. they get to the airport, boom, they're down at the airport almost instantly. It feels I think like. it's too fast. Yeah, I'd say it's probably too fast. I think they're kind of like, guys, we're running out of film here. we got to speed this part if up. If they quick. cut... 50% of Al's scenes at his apartment, it would have been so much better. I feel like what... How do they de- defeat Pete? Pete punches Buzz. and the, No, no, he punches Woody. He, and then no, they blind... Punches, no, he punches Buzz. No, because... No, no yeah, because, because he, he knocks, Buzz he knocks Woody down, I thought. Yeah, and he does he, knock Woody And then like, they come out of nowhere with all the flashing stuff. Yeah. Here's some education. Buzz opens the case. Pete punches Buzz. Buzz tip topples over, falls over the rail. Oh, okay, okay. Woody okay. shows up. He's like, hey, don't punch my friends. He gets punched, then okay. he gets ripped. Yeah, and then Buzz and all the friends come out know with all the flash I, equipment. Yeah, but he gets okay. punched first. Okay. Well, it made it sound like you were talking about, like, how do they defeat him? So I was talking about right up until where they defeat him. Well, I'm not talking about that extra little That's the part. same, like, second. Yeah, okay. So, like, that's what I'm talking about. I was just saying they come out nowhere with all the flash equipment. Yeah. And they blind him. And, and then, then and then you went no, so that made me think you didn't well, agree with Buzz that part. Well, because Buzz gets punched first. Okay, I agree with that part. And then Woody but gets I'm saying, punched. I'm saying how they defeat him. That's yeah. what your question was. Yeah. How do they defeat him? But <laughs> other gripe with that, Woody gets ripped open just like he originally got ripped open, but now he can move his arm. Originally when he got ripped, he couldn't move his arm. He's being all dramatic. Yeah, fuck Woody. <laughs> like, he's able to hold Pete. Is he's the one holding Pete at the end, right? When he gets all flashed? Don't they just, like, all take him? And no, they just, like, stuff holding, him? Someone's holding him up. I'm gonna say Buzz. Buzz is holding him up? Definitely Buzz. Yeah. I don't think Woody can hold and anything they, up with his little pathetic, stuffy arms. And they get rid of him. Yeah. And they put him in, like, the backpack or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, it's <laughs> Hannah's backpack. What? She's that an takes, artist. She's an artist. <laughs> That's, like, what, half a minute? Maybe. This villain gets half a minute, and then done. Yeah, it's kind of like when, like, you just, like, I don't know, like, you shoot someone, they're dead. That's bullshit. How <laughs> was, like, the main villain of this hey, movie? You said he wasn't a villain. I know, but the main villain of this movie. Mm. How does he get defeated so fast? I don't know. Because maybe he's, he wasn't, he's... like, the real villain of it. You know what I mean? He just suffered from being so, like, Caught up so in the burdened moment. by, yeah. I, by I think being... they just, like... He did was, not know how to finish the story. He was kind of outnumbered, too. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. He was outnumbered. He had an axe. But still. I would have taken a few down. An axe to like, take he, down plastic. <laughs> that he drops when he gets flashed, and they all just, like, swarm him. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I think, either way, he's fucked. 
Half a minute, minute, doesn't matter. He was dead. And then we also, that finishes off with, Bullseye able to outrun a plane. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm so glad Kyle's going to bring it up. <laughs> this is the reason why I love this part of the movie. is because of how fucking dumb it is. Because it's awesome. Bullseye can outrun or keep up with a plane perfectly. And he can th- run like the wind. He can run like the ah, Damn it, Mia, you beat me to it. Bullseye right. fast and furious is this movie. Oh, yeah. When he's, like, running up against the plane. Yeah, they basically pull, like, a fast and furious heist. Yeah. Which I love. I just love how absurd it is at the end. Because I, th- I, I, I feel like they're like, how do we get out of the airport? Okay, I have an idea. And they're like, let's go with it. I don't know. I, I don't like the ending that much. I do feel like this movie definitely suffered a crunch yeah like there must have been some kind of development crunch because of how fast they move through pieces i'm not sure what the development was like but it feels like it's it's four teams of people working on four different parts of the movie all at once so that's probably why they feel kind of short or like maybe not a hundred percent connected like you're saying but for me i think it does pretty well do you know like the history of this of like the development of well i do know that when they're trying to bring it like to remaster and stuff like that they like lost the original for a while so want, want, here, here's a little history for you i didn't give you any history in the beginning right toy story 2 right while they're making this movie someone decides to i'm gonna delete some files accidentally deletes all files off of this like server the whole movie starts to get deleted scene by scene by scene everyone's panicking to the point where like they call up like it on the servers and they're like unplug the machine and they're like uh what we can't do that and it's like unplug the fucking machine so they unplug it reboot it movie's gone toy story 2 is completely deleted luckily one staff member what was pregnant during production and had a baby that's it yeah that's yeah so she was working from home and she was like fuck you guys like i'm a woman in the workplace i'm not gonna work here made pixar or disney install like this million dollar computer in her home so she actually had a backup of the entire movie at her house they she brings that up in a meeting her and some other dude drive to her house carefully pick up her computer put it in her like Volkswagen buckle it up and the guy's like hugging it and they're driving like 35 miles an hour back to Pixar hoping to get a police escort oh my god yeah okay that's what I was like messing up yeah I, yeah I do know about the story about the woman having it yeah and they get back to Pixar and then people are basically carrying it in like an Egyptian pharaoh there's like six people carrying it in this computer <laughs> oh my gosh Plug it in, movies there. Show it to John Laster and everyone else. They hate it. They have to rewrite. They have to redo the whole movie anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. I didn't know the end part of this. Oh yeah. Oh that's no. the best part. So John uh, Lasseter is the villain. Because <laughs> John Lasseter was away at, during Bugs Life, so he wasn't really involved during this production. Right. So when he finally oh, went back, Bugs Life is such a good movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it finally gets back, they're like, mm, "Daddy's home. I don't like this." <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, John Lasseter is the real villain yeah. inside Toy Story and outside. Yeah. Can we talk about how many like Bugs Life references are in this movie? Oh, there's well, there's like the end credit, and then there's a flick toy in the background, along with and- uh Heimlich, not he- not Heimlich, the 
the beetle. beetle. Yeah, the horned beetle. There. Yeah, horned beetle's there. And Dot's there, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think in the beginning, um, on the planet, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be Ant Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, a, a lot of Bugs Life references, because... I guess they really were banking on Bugs Life for some reason. They're like, this yeah. is it. And it was like kind of an underdog mm-hmm. Pixar movie. Yeah, because Toy Story 2 started off as a direct-to-video movie. I could see it. Yeah, I could still see it. And then... What? <laughs> I savage. <laughs> and so, like, uh, 1995, we get Toy Story 1. Then 99, mm-hmm. we get Toy Story, Toy Story 2. 2. Which is, like, not a long time no. in between two movies that are, like, animated yeah. for Pixar. Because, because uh, what, Bugs Life comes out in 97, 98? Around there. Yeah. So, like, the fact that then they had to scramble to make this movie, like, that quickly, mm-hmm. kind of impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because it, be- it looks good. Yeah. And they add more characters and stuff like that. It's, you know, like, kind of insane. You know, I think Toy Story 1 looks better than Toy Story 2. Really? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it looks better. I think it gets, like, that, like, updated feel. I think there was too much jank. I didn't like Toy Story 2 how it looked. Because I rewatched some clips from Toy Story 1 right before I was watching Toy Story 2. And I was like, yeah, Toy Story 1 looks polished. Toy Story 1, they look more like toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Toy Story 2, they look more like cartoon characters. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Like, but they yeah. still keep the toy movement, but they look generally more like cartoon characters. I, I which I think kind of stinks, but I don't know. I like it. I don't like it. It's not like it ruins anything for me. They give them like, too much shine at some places, and it's like it looks weird. I don't like Toy Story 2. I think Toy Story 1 was good. Toy Story 2 was like the awkward teenage phase. And Toy Story 3 is, like, they perfected how the toys look. I guess I never had, like, that, like, that angsty teenager phase. So, like, liking Toy Story 2 was my angsty teenager phase. Are there any other uh, scenes or things you guys want to talk about? I think my favorite one is when they're all, uh, well, when the Roundup gang, no, not the Mm -hmm. Roundup gang, the Buzz Lightyear gang is crossing the road. To get to Al's toy bar. Oh, yeah. That is such a great scene. I had a board game that was based off of just that scene. What? Yeah. What board game? It's like a Toy Story board game. It's it's, it's basically <laughs> like, have you ever played like those like Piranha Shark games or whatever? Where you just kind of roll a dice, see how far you can make it. If you roll the bad one, you lose. No. It was basically like that. But you just move across like this little piece of cardboard. Got from Toys R Us one year. How cute. Yeah. It's just... Is it just pylons or are yeah, like the toys in there? There's t- pylons. It's like not like a very like fantastic looking thing. Like I, like I remember not being very like enthralled with it as a kid. Basically, you're trying to make it like all the way across. It's like that one mini game in Mario Party with the chain chomp. Did you pick it up or did like my mom got it for me? I think they lied to you. I think they got pylons from other toys. Oh yeah, no, they just like, my mom. Just, <laughs> Here's the game for you. My mom just made a mishmash of yeah. shit on the floor. That's why I didn't come up with any actual Toy Story yeah, toys. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that scene's really fucking cool. I like that. Yeah, I like um when Ham gets hit and like all his like coins fall out. <laughs> he goes, Don't look. <laughs> he has his quirk out. Yeah. Or that or yeah, when he's in Alice Toy Barn, his coins also fall out. He's like, yeah. Don't look at my quirk. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh yeah, cause it, I like when they're walking and they're like everyone's like exhausted and stuff uh-huh. and like Mr. Head's like rubbing his plastic feet, goes like, and my paws are barking and then yeah. like you have like Mr. 
Uh, no, then you have Ham, who's like, yeah, so I was like carrying six dollars and change over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Slink, who's like, he's like, oh my god, who's behind? And he goes, mine. And there's like asses walking in. Yeah. And it sits. <laughs> but um, probably the best part of the movie, hands down, no argument, the ending credits, where we get all the bloopers. Yeah. They're so good. That was such like a clever idea, yeah. too. Was that the first time they did that? And probably the last. I don't know if they did bloopers for that once. Lion's, Lion King had bloopers, right? Oh, I was talking about for Toy Story. No, I mean, like, in general, yeah, I guess in yeah. general, like, cartoon movies. Oh, yeah, maybe, but, yeah. but yeah, Toy Story 2 is, like, that song that really sticks out to they me. They started the trend, <clears throat> for sure. So, there were two that I don't think were in it. Was When Woody Falls in the Tape, was that in it? Yeah, that was in it. Yeah, that, that was, was in it? it? Mm-hmm. I missed that. That's one. the very first one. Oh, okay. And then, um, when Stinky Pete's, like, soliciting those two Barbie dolls to be like, Hey, I could get you in Toy Story three if uh... yeah. yeah, yeah, that got cut right. It yeah, did. that got cut. Yeah, that's pretty risque. Yeah, because but... we watched it on Disney Plus. Yeah, right. So that shit got cut. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get the two Barbies with Stinky Pete. No, I think that was cut in a lot of releases though. Really? Yeah, I think it's cut in like the four K and like a bunch of other ones. Damn. No kidding. I wonder yeah. why. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> um... I know why. I know why, but. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think it's a funny little scene. So I wanted to ask you before we like wrap this up. Did you miss um, what's his name, the singer from the first movie? The singer. Yeah, the one who made like "You Got a Friend in Me" and all of them. Randy Newman. Yeah. Did you miss Randy Newman's songs? I did. You did. Yeah, I think because I because I, I associate him with the entire franchise of Toy Story. Yeah. But here he's like only really. In the healing makes like the soundtrack for one, right? He did. Does he come Jesse's back? Song with, oh, um, he does. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I miss his voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I thought that was in this movie, but yeah. it wasn't. No, the, yeah. the they sing "You Got a Friend in Me" twice, both different versions, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the remix. And yeah, then, and then you get like the orchestral like reprise of it, and that's yeah. about it during the movie. Yeah, I think that's what also I missed. That made Toy Story feel like a better movie, because it felt more cohesive. All like the parts in Toy Story when when it hits, it hits for me, and I think that's because of Randy Newman's music. Versus this one didn't have those moments for me. I like um, Woody's Roundup. I don't like Jesse's song, and I think that's it. Right? There's only like those two songs in the movie. Yeah, those are the two like songs, and then we have Wheezy singing at the end yeah. but i didn't even like it, it when like when they sing that one it kind of loses the charm of the original like version of that song yeah it feels more like just like this is like a cover you know like, yeah like and like ready. sometimes you like them sometimes you don't i don't know for me i liked it because like wheezy comes back and he has like this amazing voice yeah. all of a sudden like it, it's it's funny like for me toy story 2 didn't have that moment where woody and buzz are flying in the air and they're like, Buzz, you can fly. For me, that's when Woody's telling Jesse that we're going to relive, well, no, that we're going to live finally the last episode of Woody's Roundup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hit the same. Oh, see, I think it does for yeah, me. Be- I agree. Because, like, because Jesse's, like, the gung-ho character, and then she's too scared to do something, and mm-hmm. now Woody has to be that character for her. Mm-hmm. You know, be, like, the big brother to the sister kind of thing. No, I get that. I think... I was expecting to feel something 
I guess you're just this. heartless. No, I'm not. Cause <laughs> the Toy Story Two is like the only one in the series that I actually dislike. Gotcha. I like the other ones, but I tried liking this one twice because I rewatched this two times, and I like it more the second time. But I don't know. I, I guess I'll go more into it later, but it just I'll, it doesn't hit get like hit the same beats for me. I I'll give it to you. Everyone has their own opinion and stuff like that. I don't uh-huh. know. I I feel like they. I've been thinking even about four. Like I think they all kind of hit the mark of passing at least. But like two, I don't know. There's something about it. Just kind of like charts up there into like nineties. I don't know. Maybe it's also like two was overplayed for me. It's like that was the one that was played the most. It so I'm I, like over it. That's yeah. what Mia said. Like after we watched it too, she thought it was like very overplayed. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I saw it a lot as a kid. I was expecting like not to enjoy it a whole lot, but but I, I enjoyed it quite a bit watching it again as an adult. But yeah, I got to a point as a kid where I'm like, oh, I don't really want to watch this again. I've already seen it twenty times. Yeah, yeah, it's like um like our friend with Back to the Future. Like, yeah. you've seen it so many times that you hate it at this point. Yeah, and, and then when you hear someone, like, hates, like, a beloved film, you're like, what? Yeah. So, like, I get it. I do get it. Well, um, I will say, like, the one thing I did like about that ending scene is, like, most movies, when something happens the next scene over, you're, like, unexplainable. They just, like, arrive back home in time. But I like how this one, it pans out, and you see that they took, like, the luggage, <laughs> like, car. Yeah. And then, like, the neighbors come out, they're like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Yeah. <laughs> so they stole something. That's something I didn't pay attention to as a kid, but I found really funny. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> it never caught on to it. The yeah. toys are just a menace in this movie. Oh, they totally. cause, like, a major pileup. <laughs> Steal yeah. multiple vehicles. I don't, I don't remember the car scene being as intense as it was. <laughs> I feel like I like it even more for oh, that. Yeah. I bet if they panned out on the street after they lose that gigantic cylinder, yeah. I bet someone died. Oh, yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, someone got brutally injured or, mm-hmm. like, died. And the fact that little plastic toys that no one believes are sentient, except Sid, yeah, caused it, I think is really funny. It's kind of got that, like, slapstick classic, like, Tom and Jerry, like, kind of mm-hmm. violence, where it's totally outrageous. But yeah. you don't Imitatable expect... violence. Yeah, literally. <laughs> So do you guys have any other points that you guys want to make before we go into our final thoughts and trivia? No, I think we talked about everything. Okay, well, let's, uh, Woody's round up the segment and go on break really fast, all right? Welcome back to the trivia section of the show. All right, guys, so I have some trivia for you. So, for this scene... Where Woody looks at all the merch for the Woody's Roundup. Mock-ups of the toys were shown to Tom Hanks in the recording booth. So, all of those, like, reactions were his, like, spontaneous initial reactions to all those toys. Oh, like the snake in the boot and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, so, like, they recorded all of them. He's like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Like, they showed him all these, like, the mock-ups and stuff. So, so he could get, like, genuine reactions. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that. Um, there was some discussion with the, with regards to the song Once You Love Me and its place in the film. Randy Newman expressed concern over whether or not young children would be able to sit through a three-minute ballad while both Tim Allen and Tom Hanks admitted to being moved to tears 
by the scene featured in the song. That's why I think it's more of like an adult movie because yeah. that scene like really draws me to that because yeah, only like a kid that's up. growing up yeah. like would get that feel. Yeah. It always bored me. I'm, I'm that Randy Newman was fearful about me. <laughs> like <laughs> three were... minutes, Jesus Christ! It is a little long. It's but, so long, but it hits it. It does hit all the notes though, like pretty well. Even as a kid, I don't know, maybe just. Because I was, like, very into, like, music growing mm. up and stuff like that. Like, even the musical portion. Like, I, I liked the music a lot. And, yeah, it always made me very sad, even as a kid. Yeah, I was touched by the story as a kid. I don't know. I was yeah. really sentimental towards my toys as a child, so I maybe... was, too, but I don't know. That song just didn't hit for me. Okay, that's fair. Teeps, uh, it didn't slap, no. as the kids would say. So, <laughs> while driving around Al's toy barn, the game drives down the Buzz Lightyear aisle. Tour guide Barbie tells them, back in 1995, short-sighted retailers did not order enough dolls to meet demand. This is an in-joke and a fact when the original Toy Story was released. Toy sellers did not think the movie would be a hit, and they indeed did not order enough dolls to keep up with the demand. The joke is also a self-deprecating dig at Mattel Toys, which denied use of the Barbie character in the first film, thinking it would be a flop. <laughs> wow, that's so petty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I do like always hearing about like like when I talk to like parents and mm-hmm. stuff like that, how like back in like the nineties, how they had to like fight for toys and stuff like that. So my mom, my alright, so my brother was a big Ninja Turtles fan, big, and he wanted this like karate chopping Michelangelo, mm-hmm. and my mom found one in the Ooh. store. It was the last one. She didn't have the money on her. She, like, forgot her wallet at home or something. She's like, fuck. So she took it, and she hid it behind, like, baby clothes or something. Like, very, like, low-value items or whatever that people were not going to do. Ran home, got the wallet, prayed that it was there. Got back, still there. Oh, wow. And so, like, to this day, whenever I see, like, toys or other merchandise hidden behind other ones, I'm always like, Someone's coming back for this. Yeah. And I hope it's still there for them. I'm that guy that's like, I want that. I'll buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I have done it before. I have done, I did buy a pack of Pokemon cards that were stuffed behind somewhere. Yeah. And I was like, someone was coming back for this. And I kind of feel bad, but you know, snooze you lose. (laughs) I've done that with like so many things where like when you're like clothes shopping and you see a shirt you like and you're like, oh man, my size is missing. So you're like wandering around and you go down the other aisle and you're like, hey, the shirt of my size. Right. <laughs> it's like hit it. Yeah, it's tucked in somewhere else. Yeah. I've Someone hit that. it just for me. <laughs> A working retail. I worked with coworkers that just like used to pick up items and bring them into the back and mm-hmm. wait until we would do sales on seasonal mm-hmm. items to then bring them out and get discounts. And I was like, you are the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I worked at a grocery store, and it was our break, we would just, like, get our box cutter, make, a, like, a slice and bag of chips, and be like, oh, this is open. And we would just get our Sharpie and mark it down to, like, 65 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I know so many people used to do that at work. Um, here's another fact for you guys. When Jessie first meets Woody, she, explain, she exclaims, sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's mother was Nancy Hanks, a blood relative of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is a direct descendant of an uncle of Nancy Hanks. Oh, how yeah. about that? And Jesse knew. <laughs> and Jesse knew. <laughs> Yay-haw! 
Um, when Ham, I, you guys might have noticed this, but when Ham is flipping through the channels looking for the Alice Toy Barn commercial, it's the Pixar shorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the other stations show clips from the shorts. That's right. Oh. He was going too fast for me. Oh really? Yeah, you saw like that really creepy baby in playing with that like yeah. the toy that we mm-hmm. get put the rings on. Yeah. Oh man, Ham yeah. was the best button masher ever. Yeah, it has like um, old shorts. It also has um, a logo for the next computer developed by Pixar CEO Steve Jobs. And there's a few clips of Pixar's television commercials and a brief image of their old logo. Um, so when the toys are playing cards during Woody's Nightmare, after he's being shelved, all the cards are the Ace of Spades, which represents death and fortune telling. No kidding. Yeah. I know. I remember you brought that up earlier, but I didn't know that was the meaning. That's kind of spooky. That's shocking. <laughs> um, damn, that's that's awesome. That's a really cool little like Easter egg right there that only witch girls would know about. Yeah. <laughs> only them crystal girls, I'll tell oh, you. See, I just thought they didn't feel like designing the other 51 yeah. decks in the card, or 51 cards in a deck. Right. Here's a, one of my final bits of trivia for you guys. Despite a clear obsession with Woody's Roundup, Al never actually says the name Woody or the names of the Roundup gang at any point in the movie. I can see that. Yeah, you're right. He does not. Uh, never says Woody or... Because he views them as dollar bills and not as toys. That's right. So, um, let's start with our final thoughts. You should just go first. I don't want to go first. You should just go first. You have Why? the spiciest of yeah. takes. Truly. Because I feel like us three will all be grouped in together. Oh, fine. Alright. <clears throat> Everyone point laugh. Okay. <laughs> Toy Story 2. Where do I begin? Um. Okay, so right off the bat, I will say, do I think it's a good movie? I think... It's an okay movie. Um, I don't think it's terrible. I don't, but I don't enjoy it myself. I respect it for what it is and like what it's like brought. I think some of the jokes are funny. I do enjoy some of the sequences, but I personally don't like it. And I'm okay with never seeing this movie ever again. Okay. I gave it like two honest tries to actually like it again and i was expecting something like toy story one where i would rewatch it and be like oh yeah i actually do enjoy this movie and i want to buy it toy story 2 was like yeah i can live without it so i don't think i will add it in the collection <laughs> like i'm okay with like having all the other toy story movies and not having toy story 2 what if you Whoa. just like got a collection of all four would you purposely pull two out i wouldn't take it out oh, okay but I wouldn't like. But go like out you of my wouldn't singly buy this. One. No. Okay. So yeah. if you were gifted this movie, it, you would keep it in your collection. Yeah, but I wouldn't go out and buy it. Okay. Like if I had the other three and someone like gifted me this one, I'm like, fine. It'll be aesthetically pleasing to like complete the set. Would you? Ha- would you keep it if it was a DVD? No. But you would keep it if it was a Blu-ray. Yeah, I wanted that. No, gotcha. I and wish... is this a movie you would want, like, let's say if you had kids, would mm-hmm. you want your future kids to see this movie, or would you be like, get this corn out of my face? <laughs> I would, like, I'm interested if showing someone Toy Story 1 and skipping Toy Story 3, how impactful that is. You mean or, 2? Yeah, I mean, skipping 2 Toy Story 3. 
It's like skipping Toy Story 2 altogether. Oh, skipping from 1 to 3. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious if, like, you show this to a child and you show them those two movies back to back. I think it would depend on their age. I'd say, like, a and like how much And, like, how much they like Toy Story 1. Six-year-old, never seen any of the other movies before. So you kind of, like, marathon it with them. Yeah. And the, but, but you skip two. Yeah, you Maybe save two. two for the last. No, you like. <laughs> you just like completely ruin the continuity <laughs> of what's happening. Well, it doesn't matter because, like, in Toy Story 2, characters get introduced that weren't introduced in Toy Story 1. Yeah. So I feel like if you see Toy Story 3 and you see these new characters, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Something happened. I feel like to a kid, you could mm-hmm. show them any order of this. You know, if they're, if they're yeah. young and it's kind of whatever, yeah. they'll gloss over, like, the important parts, quotes around those. Yeah. Because I, I think Toy Story 2. Just because it is so close after Toy Story 1 in, like, story-wise, it doesn't... I feel like it doesn't impact the story as much. It almost feels like a filler episode, to a point. Where, like, you get some extra characters introduced. But, like, nothing happens in a plot where it's so impactful, like in Toy Story 1 or in Toy Story 3. Interesting enough for me is that I think... So, like, Toy Story 1 ends where they're all kind of, like kumbaya until the next toy gets kind of added into the Mm -hmm. collection but then like nothing too big happens and they all kind of like live together in harmony and then like this event kind of like everyone gets kind of disrupted yeah and then we don't see the toys for like 10 years yeah until toy story 3 in 2010 and shit is spoiler very different for them you know like a lot of time has passed so like going from like after talking about like one and two how close they are together kind of like you know like there were parts where i was like wait a minute i thought that was in one oh yeah. that's in two and then like when you go to three you're like oh my god yeah this is, this is a completely separate adventure because mm. like they like move away from like andy's room almost completely yeah i've heard lots of people say that toy story 2 feels more like a movie than toy story 1 but i feel like it's the opposite for me i feel like toy story 1 feels like a movie toy story 2 feels like an experiment that didn't fully mesh out well for me. Oh, I thought you were just gonna say like one of them feels like a like a show. No, it, it it just feels like a. It feels like it was meant to be a direct to video movie, and that's how I actually view it. I don't view it as impactful as Toy Story One. I view it as like something that's like if you skip it, you're not gonna miss too much. I feel like you will. Yeah, I, I don't agree. know, cause like nothing happens. Like it's not like when Buzz gets introduced, it changes Woody. When like Jesse and Bull like get introduced, nothing really changes. They I, still act the same. I feel like it's impactful, cause like in three, Andy goes to college, and now like Woody has to realize that like this is his Emily moment, you know, like, and then like his all the toys are gonna get like abandoned or donated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like kind of like hearing about it from Jesse and like, living out like the last couple of years of like being playthings for Andy and stuff like that, you know, kind of hits more home when you get to three. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel. I feel like the characters definitely had stuff to like work on. Yeah. To kind of go into three. Because going from one to three, you don't have that like idea of being forgotten and abandoned. Mm-hmm. But that's the whole point of, like, two, is, like, the contrast of being forgotten by your owner or loved by a generation in a museum. Yeah, but if I had to give my final rating for Toy Story 2, I would say Toy Story 1, it's a good movie, 8 out of 10. Toy Story 2, it's an okay movie, 
6.5 out of 10. And that's my, like, reckoning right now. So, let's move on. Mia, you give me your review. Give me your final thoughts on Toy Story 2. Oh, okay. Uh, so, when I watched Toy Story 2 um, recently, two days ago, I believe, um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot. Like, I haven't seen the movie since I was a, a child. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I feel like I might enjoy it a little bit more now than than when I was a kid. I, I like it. I would put it in my collection. How about you, Nadia? So, personally... So, Nick and I actually watched this movie... During quarantine, I think we watched it in like 2020, and that was the first time both of us, as Toy Story 2 lovers, watched it together, and we're like, oh my god, we quoted the entire movie, I think, together the whole time. So like, watching it again a couple years later, it still holds very true, and I don't know if it just, like, watching it in like a group setting again, like, watching it with everybody... It just reminded me how, like, being, like, a kid again. We all had ice cream, too. Despite Mm -hmm. it being quarantined and everything, we all had, like, an ice cream together. And I just felt like a kid watching it again. And, but I still was able to, like, kind of go through, like, my adult experiences of just being like, wow, like, I really do miss having, like, those toys and, like, the simple life, you know what I mean? And I am more, like, on, like, the collector side of this now. So it's kind of, it was, like, a totally different perspective. But... Long story short, long story short, still a phenomenal movie. Nine point five out of ten for me. How about you, Nick? What was your score, Mia? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't give it a rating. I guess I would, I would give it an eight point five. I, enjoy, I thought it was fun too. All right, Nick. Well, I'm gonna give this movie a ten out of ten. Shut up. I You're love... giving it a ten out of ten. Yeah. Good. Because of just the connection i have with the movie and even the parts i don't really like care about and stuff like that or like mm-hmm. some things are like oh you can't explain this or whatever i don't know i could probably watch this movie like again and again and love it i love so much about this movie and maybe because it is like the add or like the like partial like thing in my brain that's just like firing crazy when this movie's mm-hmm. on that like all i think about just like how you said nadia like you feel like a kid again and like that's this movie for me and I feel like I always want to hold on to that. So, like, I'll always have this movie in, like, a good light. I'll never be able to look at it and be, like, cynical towards it. I'll point out, like, the like the flaws and the stupid mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, personally, because of how much I love this movie, I could look past it. Kind of like, you know, when your kid does something bad, you could look past it because, like, you love them unconditionally. Toy Story 2 is my child. <laughs> 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 and I will always love them with my full honest heart i will say when there's when they do bad they do bad but i'll always love it unconditionally with my heart see toy story 2 is like my middle child <laughs> lonely and forgotten yeah <laughs> toy story 1 is like you did good kid toy story 3 is like oh there you are <laughs> so so there is one thing i do want to say going into the ending of the episode for the next episode is mm-hmm. i want to keep in my mind at the end of the toy story 2 Andy buffs out Woody's arm. Mm-hmm. Do they keep it in Toy Story three? I just had this thought like a Probably couple not. minutes ago. No, I would because we have not. a continuity error in this movie moving from one to two, because they lose RC's remote control in Toy Story one, mm-hmm. but he they have it in two. 
It is a children's movie. But okay. when does RC show up? At the very the beginning. beginning. Remember yeah. we Oh, Andy's playing with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we're like, the remote. He has a remote. So I want to know if they make another small little error mm-hmm. with Woody not having his big muscle. Maybe. You know what I do like about that? I like how he has a big muscle, but he also has different color stitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like red. Nothing to look out for. I think yeah. going in, I am starting to remember Toy Story 3 a bit more. And that one might be like close contender to be the best. I think so. I think Toy Story Three is because the best. I remember. I'm starting to remember more and more, and I'm like, that that's actually like a really good like movie. Yeah, I love. I loved. I love three. I think Toy Story Three. I mean, we'll get it. We'll get to it next week. But I will say, Toy Story Three perfected everything that two tried to do, and it perfected everything that one established. Okay. Like, yeah. it hit home the idea of change, which is, like, what one and two are trying to portray, yeah. the idea of change and, like, Cause mortality. Because I, I feel like one and two, the idea of, like, the I, like the whole, like, symbolism of change inside toys and kids and stuff like that, it's definitely, like, a slower growth in one and two, because not a lot of time really passes. Mm-hmm. But in three, we get that, like, that huge jump yeah. to when Andy's, like a 10 year old boy to a 18 19 year old yeah. man you know so maybe still boy i don't know but young like man. young man and it's like you know because i because like when that movie came out i was just getting in high school so i wonder how many kids grew up with toy story one and two and now they're in college when toy story three came out mm-hmm. like that must have been crazy see toy story three was such a good movie that Someone who grew up not really liking Toy Story and hating Toy Story 2 appreciated Toy Story 3 to the point where it made me cry. And it actually moved me. Even though I didn't like the two before it. Damn. Yeah. I'll say, I, I think I do tear up more at 3. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because in between Toy Story 2 and 3, Pixar got their shit together. And, like, they were able to, like, portray actual emotions and, like, move people. Okay. Well, I'm definitely excited to watch three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all I really want to talk about with Toy Story 2. Then we hit all our notes. I think so. Yeah. Well, that was fun. It was fun having guests. Yeah. 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 I, <clears throat> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I enjoyed being on too. I like discussing. I like talking. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. Um,. I feel like I'm slightly disappointed in myself. I really wanted to like this movie. I was like hoping that part of me was gonna be like, "Yeah, I love Toy Story 2 now." But I was like, that never happened, and I was like really upset. And that's why I watched it twice. And I thought you were gonna come into here and you're gonna like take your pants down and shit on Toy Story 2. Yeah. Like, no, hard. I think you <laughs> and, know honestly, when I was at work, that was what I was gonna do. And then rewatching it made me not hate it as much. Yeah, so, like, that was definitely because, like, the thing was, I was like, oh, man, I hope he just thinks it's, like, an okay movie. Like, yeah. That's, like, the, like... So, my question for you, Ish, is did anything Mia, Nadia, or I say influence how you view the movie? I don't think so. No? Okay. That's I, fair. I, that's fair. I, I feel like... I think you pointing out some of the flaws made me love the movie just a little bit more. Really? Which is kind of hilarious. I think listening to you guys talk about some of the parts made me realize 
how much I didn't like those words. Because <laughs> 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 I was like, oh yeah, I hate when that happens. I hate everything at Al's Toy Barn. You do? No, not it. Al's Toy Barn, Al's apartment. I was going to say, you just talked about how you love no, that I part. love <laughs> Al's wow. Toy Barn. Wow. It's on record. I, maybe it's because as an adult, as a child, you're Andy. As an adult, you become Al. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you're a collector. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a collector. Yeah. So they portrayed you in the wrong light, is yeah. what you're no, saying? No, they portrayed Al in the right light. I wish I had one trip ticket to Japan and made my fortune selling my collection, <laughs> but I collect the wrong shit. <laughs> and this movie just taught me I have to look up, look out for whole sets now. There you go. <laughs> and they be able to trade those in. Maybe one day you'll have a random gang to call your own to sell it to Mr. Takahasha in Japan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe one day I'll, I'll get a Woody's Roundup. All right, well, that was Toy Story 2. Join us next week as we talk about Toy Story 3, possibly the best Toy Story. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, if you like the episode or you like what you hear, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, anything you want to add, Nick? I think that might be it for me. All right. Well, as always, I'm your host, Ish. Now I'm Nick. I'm Nadia. And I'm Mia. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye now. <laughs>